May I welcome you to episode number 60 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are continuing our series in the area of finance. We've had a very significant focus in the area of prosperity, trying to understand what it means to prosper and why some seem to prosper and others do not. Many of you out there may have a goal for your life to have financial success, and there's nothing wrong with that goal. Matter of fact, I believe the Lord encourages us to prosper and has a plan for us to prosper. So today, we're going to get into a specific promise we find in the Word of God. So today's podcast is entitled, God Promises Prosperity. Let's pray. Father, I pray for your anointing would come down on this podcast today, that you would anoint me, Lord, as I bring this teaching to this audience. I pray blessing upon them that they would receive it and be blessed by it. Father, I know that your desire is to prosper us in all things, that we should be in good health and that our souls should prosper. So Father, I speak that into those listeners today and I pray God that you would bless this teaching. We give you praise for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. I would assume that there are many people who have already determined that this teaching today may be a little hard to prove, but all we have to do is look into the Word of God and we'll be able to prove the title of this message, which is God Promises Prosperity. The Word of God is filled with the promises of God. Many books have been written on the topic of God's promises, but today let's just zero in, focus in on the area of financial prosperity, and I believe that we'll be able to prove without a shadow of a doubt that God's Word tells us that He wants us to prosper financially and that we can do that and live a godly life, be faithful to Him, serve Him with all of our heart, have a great marriage, have great children, have a wonderful life, live a healthy life. You see, because if our focus is just on getting rich, then we got a problem. But if our focus on prosperity has to do with a balanced life of prosperity, including the area of financial prosperity, then we can't help but be blessed. So let's turn to the Word of God and let's see what it has to say about that topic. I want to teach first off from the book of Philippians in chapter 4 and 19. Let me read those words to you from the New Living Translation. In this scripture, the Apostle Paul is talking to the people in Philippi, the Philippians, and he writes these words. They're very powerful words, but they can change your life if you just listen to them and then apply them to what you're doing in your life each and every day. Verse number 19, and this same God who takes takes care of me, Paul says, will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. And he says in verse 20, now all glory to God our Father forever and ever. Amen. When I read that, I can't help but get excited. I can't help but think about the number of people that God wants to bless. He wants to bless all of his followers. Everyone who receives Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior places their life in lineup in order to receive the blessings of God. And I believe God's word is there so we can read it and let see how God will pour out a blessing on us. Specifically, as we get back into some of those words spoken in verse 19, he says, this same God who takes care of me, he says, all the things that I've been blessed with, all that I have. Now, Paul's talking, you know, many times when he teaches, he's talking from a jail cell or with people chasing after him who want to kill him, who want to take him out of this world. And he's under great challenges most of the time. He has great victories, but he has a lot of great challenges that go along with those victories. And he says, the God who takes care of me will supply all your needs, it says, 
Now, you should sit down right now, at least I think we should sit down right now, and make a list of all of our needs because God wants to bless our needs. He wants us to prosper in our needs. Now, the word need sometimes is confused with something called wants and something called desires. I've taught an awful lot on the subject of wants, needs, or desires. What is a want, what is a need, and what is a desire? If God promises that he's going to supply all of our needs, according to the scripture, from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus, then we might want to sit down and make a list of all of our needs. Now, what are your needs? Food, health, a good marriage, good relationship with your children. If you're a single person, friendships and relationships, a good church, good pastor, someone who can speak the truth to you each and every week. Some other needs would be to have a nice savings account, to be able to travel. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with saying traveling as being a need. To be able to give more to your church, that would be a need that we'd like to have. To be able to have a nice place to live, decent car to drive or a nice car to drive, not lack for anything financially. So whatever thing that pops up in our life, we'll be able to have the funds available to take care of those needs. See, God is aware of those needs. He knows that we have needs. He knows what our paycheck is and he knows when an expense comes in into our life and a car breaks down and we need money to fix it. He's aware of those things. Those are all needs that we have to have. But he also knows that we have needs to be loved and he knows that we need to love others. And so God wants our life to be blessed in every area and he wants to supply all of our needs from his glorious riches. Now, God has an abundance of good riches. There are no limits with God. There's nothing that he lacks. There's nothing that God can't provide for his followers. So when Paul coins these words and he talks to the people of Philippi and he tells them, this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches. And he says they've been given to us because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. So because we're a follower of Christ, then we qualify for the blessings of God. Yeah, we qualify for the true riches and the true blessings of God and the promises of God. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then take this moment and just say, Father, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I accept you as my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. If you said that prayer and you really meant it with all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your soul, then you became a follower of Jesus Christ. Now, if you've already prayed that prayer or you've already accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that means you qualify for these blessings that Paul's talking about and new believers instantly qualify for the blessings that God's talking about. So, God promises prosperity? Yes, he does. And this is just one example. Let's move on to the next promise from our Lord that he provides for us that we find in his word. It's in the book of Psalms, Psalm number 16 and verse number two. I'm reading from the New Living Translation found in Psalm chapter 16, verse two. David is speaking here, King David, and he says, I said to the Lord, you are my master. Every good thing I have comes from you. You know, David knew that because he took his refuge in God. He knew that God would take care of him. In verse 1, just before that, David writes, Keep me safe, O God, for I have come to you for refuge. Then he says, I've come to you for refuge. And then he says, and then I know that every good thing that I have, he's basically saying, or will ever say is anything I'm ever going to need for the rest of my life will come from you. So if God is his source, then he's our source. If God is our source, then he must promise us something. If you're a 
child. I know when I was a little kid, my mom and dad always provided me an allowance. I received, I can't remember what it was, but it was pretty small because I was a kid a very long time ago. But let's say it was a dollar a week for doing chores around the house. I knew that my mom and dad were my source to receive that blessing. But I also know that I had to be respectful of them. I had to be kind to them. I had to seek them for guidance and direction. And when I did that, that I would and do my chores and do the things that I'm supposed to do in order to earn that dollar, I knew that they would bless me. Well, God has a plan that he's going to bless us. You see, my parents were my source then, but God is my source now because I'm his child. I'm a child of God. And so therefore I qualify for his blessing and his promises and his prosperity that he wants to give me. When my mom and dad blessed me, I had to earn it. You see, with God, it's a little different. Yes, God is our source and he wants to bless us, but we don't have to earn that blessing. He wants us to serve him. He wants us to be faithful to him, to trust him with all of our heart, and then he will bless us. We can't work our way into receiving God's blessings. We receive the blessings of God provided we are obedient to his teaching. So there's the guideline that God has. If you want to prosper financially and want to receive his promises for financial prosperity, then we must learn to be obedient to him. And it's easy to find out how to be obedient to him. Just pick up the word of God and start reading any place where it talks about God wants to bless us, how God wants to teach us, how he's got instructions for us, and his obedience to him is crucial for us to ever line up to receive the true blessings that he has prepared for us. So in closing off this particular portion of this teaching, Psalm 16, 2, David said, keep me safe, O God, in verse 1, I should say, for I have come to you for refuge. Then in verse 2, he says, I said to the Lord, you are my master. That means I'm going to be obedient to you. That's what he's saying. I'm going to live a life of obedience to God. And he says, and every good thing I have comes from you. So let's remember, God's our source. His blessings are promised to us, but we must be obedient to him to receive the blessings of the Lord. Let's move down now to the book of Proverbs, one of my all-time favorite books in the Word of God, because it has so much instruction, so much guidance, so much direction. There's so much that we can be taught if we just read the Word of God. And in the area of finances, if you are challenged with that, just get the Word of God out and start reading the book of Proverbs. My favorite, I think my absolute favorite book in the in Proverbs is found in chapter number three. I don't want to read that to you right now, but because I'm not focused in that area, but go back and read. Maybe when this podcast is over, just get Proverbs chapter 3 and read it. Great instructions about how to deal with our finances and how God wants to bless us and how to receive wisdom from the Lord. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 10 verse number 22 out of the New Living Translation. The blessings of the Lord makes a person rich and he adds no sorrow with it. There's so much at stake in that passage of scripture. You see, The Lord wants us to understand that, yes, he wants to bless us. And it starts right off by saying that in verse 22, the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. Well, any blessing then that we receive from God will increase us, will bless us, will strengthen us, will lift us up, will make us more rich. Now, in the area of finances, rich does apply, but we can also live a rich life, a full life, a blessed life. So God's talking about that also. But then he says, and he has no sorrow with it. So when God wants to bless us. And when his promises 
are given to us, that he wants to prosper us in all things and be in good health, even as our soul prospers. When he says that, when his word tells us that God is our source and he wants to pour out a blessing that we can't contain, and all these promises of God dealing with financial prosperity, when he makes that statement, he's saying that I won't add sorrow to that. That means, you know, when a guy's pushing on his own to get rich, many times a lot of bad things happen in his life. I know a customer once at the bank, a gentleman that I knew quite well, always wanted to be very rich, wanted to be just absolutely filthy rich. He wanted to make as much money as he could and more money than the next guy. And so his whole focus in life was to get rich. The problem he had was he had a terrible relationship at home with his wife and a terrible relationship with his children. Then all of a sudden he became person who drank a lot of liquor and alcohol and things, and that clouded his judgment. So before long, he started receiving all kinds of sorrow in his life. See, if he would have just read this scripture that says the blessings of the Lord makes a person rich and he has no sorrow with it, if he was getting blessed because of his relationship with God, there would be no sorrow attached. But there was a lot of sorrow attached to his life. He became an alcoholic. And because he became an alcoholic, he eventually started making a lot of bad decisions in his business and his work and the things that he was doing. And those bad decisions cost him great financial challenges. And eventually he wound up losing his entire company. He had quite a large company, one of the largest in the state of Arizona dealing in the area that he produced. And I don't want to give the name of that. That wouldn't be proper. But this man was very successful in the eyes of everyone else. In his own life, he felt successful when it came to making money to become rich, financially rich, but he was not wealthy in the sense of having wisdom. You see, rich, you can get that just by winning the lottery. But when you want to learn what what it's all about to be wealthy and receive God's fullness, that's a whole different story. Because see, God brings wealth, not just financial richness, but he brings wisdom and wealth. They go together. That's another teaching I did. Matter of fact, several weeks, you can go back and look into my podcast and you'll find teachings on that. As a matter of fact, this might be a good time to make a comment about my webpage and some of the stuff that I've written that I think could be very helpful for you. It's my webpage is davidcfriendauthor.com. If you want to look at my webpage, you'll also have an opportunity to see a number of books that I've written there in the areas of generosity. I've written an entire book on generosity, dealing with what's in it for us when we're generous. Now, some people would say, well, now that's a little confusing. You don't want to receive anything for yourself if you're generous. I'm not saying that that's, that's what I'm talking about there. What I'm talking about in there is because we are generous, then we will be blessed. And there's a lot that'll come back to us when we're truly generous with others. So I have another book entitled in there, Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. It talks about how to get out of debt and how to stay out of debt and how to make good decisions financially. It's very important that we get these areas of finances resolved in our life so that we can live a good, quiet life, a nice, simple life, a nice, peaceful life, and not have a lot of challenges come in and a lot of sorrow that comes with it. So from this scripture, let's just take from this scripture that God is telling us he wants to bless us. And when God blesses you, there's no sorrow attached to it. Getting back to the guy I talked about, he wound up losing his business, went bankrupt. His wife stayed with him, but he didn't have a very good relationship with his children. They didn't really have want to have much to do with him. But he wound up moving out of the state of Arizona because he was embarrassed and wanted to find another place to live and landed in another part of the country where it was a much cheaper place to live and lived a very simple life there. Matter of fact, it was right after that that he became a Christian. He gave his life to Jesus Christ. If only he had done that while he had that big successful company in Arizona, it would have made a huge difference. And he had to experience evidently the sorrow of wealth 
improperly handled in order to understand that that was not the proper way to go. So God's word tells us he wants us to get rich, but he doesn't do it by putting a lot of sorrow and a lot of challenges in our life. Let's look to another area of the Bible found in the book of Colossians. Once again, Paul is teaching. He's got a great teaching going on here to these people. And he's talking about thanksgiving and prayer, how we should always be thankful to God and how we should always pray and seek his guidance and direction because he knows that God will bless us. In the book of Colossians, Paul's giving a great teaching here about so much about thankfulness and that God's in charge and God's our source and a lot of wonderful teachings there. But there's one particular verse I think that applies significantly to this session we're teaching on today. He says here, always thanking the Father, he has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. You see, God wants to bless us. What's the title of this particular session? It's God Promises Prosperity. So right here, Paul is talking about that if we're thankful to God and we serve him and we accept the fact that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, that he will take us out of the kingdom of darkness and transfer us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. And then it said right in the middle of all that, he has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. You see, God wants to bless us so much that he left us an inheritance. A lot of folks don't think that we have any inheritance at all. Matter of fact, for years, I always felt like I never received any inheritance because my grandparents didn't need to pass on to the family. My mom and dad were great parents and loving parents, but financially, they were not able to pass on any kind of inheritance to their children. But the inheritance they gave us was a good lifestyle, an example of godly living, an example of a husband and wife loving each other and caring for each other, an example of taking care of their children and being faithful to the house of God and being faithful to the Lord and giving of their finances to the Lord. So yes, I received an inheritance of godly living, which is by far more important than receiving a financial inheritance. But God talks about us receiving an inheritance from him. And the inheritance that we receive is to be blessed, is to prosper, is to be successful, is to experience all these things. Throughout God's word, the promises of God are real, they're powerful, they're amazing. They they just live on and on into eternity because our inheritance is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ and to follow him and seek him and seek his guidance and direction. And because of that, he will give us wisdom. He'll teach us things. He'll give us knowledge on how to deal with issues. As an example, a lot of people get confused in the area of finances when it's what kind of decisions should I make about borrowing money or lending money or give, you know, whether it's okay to file bankruptcy or not or whether if I'm in trouble financially, do I stop tithing and all that. We see all those subjects are handled in the Word of God. Now, I've taught on all of those subjects so far in all these podcasts. We talk about tithing. We talk about bankruptcy and that it's not necessarily a, it's not a sin. It's just a way to adjust yourself financially. And it's a way that this, this world has provided for you to get out of debt. And there, there's, a, there's a price to pay. You have bad credit. It's a challenge. It's sometimes a big disappointment in people's lives. But in reality, God has all those things provided. I even talked about the area of God's wisdom of not being a guarantor for someone else's loan. Because see, there's wisdom that comes from the Lord. And that's part of our inheritance is to understand that we should not be guarantee someone's loan. Because if we guarantee their loan and they don't make the payments, then our credit is hurt. And we wound up having a difficult relationship with that person. 
person, and God knew that would happen, so he warns us not to be surety or be a guarantor for someone else's loan. So I won't go digress too much more because I'll go back into my teachings on these areas of finance and how to make good decisions. But if you question at all about whether God promises prosperity, then all you got to do is just read that simple scripture that, that Paul wrote to the Colossians. And he basically said, he has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to us, his people, who live in the light. Those of us who have received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we receive an inheritance. And that inheritance is really abundant living. It's what I call quality Christian living. That's the name of this podcast that we have. Quality Christian living is to have an entire balance in our Christian walk. And that inheritance that God wants us to have is more than financial prosperity, but it's spiritual prosperity. It's life and eternity. And God's prosperity, the inheritance we get from God, doesn't last just on this earth. It goes on in to eternity. The inheritance that we receive from the Lord, the prosperity that God puts in our heart, transfers out of this world when we pass on and into eternity because our inheritance is to have a relationship with Christ whereby we will spend eternity with him and we will be reunited with all of our family and all of our friends and all of our loved ones who gave their life to Christ in in heaven for eternity. So that's what I call prosperity. So now some of you are saying, yeah, that's all well and good. And I appreciate you talking about that and eternity and all that. But I need a little blessing, a little wisdom and direction to have financial prosperity in my life. So let me kind of head in the direction of closing out this teaching and talk a little bit more about how you can receive God's promise of financial prosperity. The first step to receive financial prosperity is to have spiritual prosperity. Now, I've talked about that in past podcasts, but I think it's very important to bring that out. We should seek God. We should grow in our faith. We should read God's word. We should tithe on our income. I believe give 10% of whatever we make to our local church, the church that's blessing us and taking care of us. I believe all that's important. Once we establish those guidelines, of serving God, putting him first, pray over our family, pray with our spouse. If you're single, then pray with another friend. Tend church faithfully. Just simply seek God and seek his guidance and direction. Get the word of God out and pray about it. Read it. Look for verses that give you promises of God's blessing in your life and get the spiritual side of your life in line, in tune, in connection, and tied into the word of God. Literally, that's that's. The most important part about seeking financial prosperity is to have spiritual prosperity in your life because then you'll be in balance. You'll be in control. You'll know that God's your source and all those things will be established. Now, once you get an area of spiritual prosperity, I'm not talking about being the greatest Christian on the face of the earth. I'm not talking about being another Billy Graham or some great evangelist. I'm just talking about being a person who loves God, who wants to serve God, who puts him first receives instructions from his word, who prays, who understands what it is to have a relationship, a living, permanent relationship with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Get that solid and established. Serve other people. Find a way to help someone else. You see, when we lack for something, we should always give that something away and it'll come back to us. For example, if we lack love, then love someone else and that love will come back. If we lack friendship with other people, then be friendly to other people and it'll come back to us. See, what we lack, we give away and it'll come back. So if you lack financial prosperity, then make sure that you're first giving to God first of the finances that you have, whatever you have. Whatever you have, you can start with that and then be faithful with that. 
and then follow God's instructions. And when you do that, you start opening yourselves up. We start opening up the opportunities for God to bless us. We open up to receive the inheritance of God. We open up to receive the fullness of God, the blessings that God has for us in our life. And so when we do that, then God's going to pour out a blessing for us. Let me digress a little bit and go back to giving, not just financially, but if you lack finances, then help someone else receive financial blessings. You might be saying, well, now how can I do that? How can I possibly advise someone else or help someone else to become financially successful when I'm not financially successful? Well, do it this way. Make a list of what you need. You might say that you need to make more money or you might need to be a better person in managing the money that you have. You might need to get out of debt. You might need to start giving more to your church and being consistent in that area. You know, those those are things that you need in your life and those are things that you know will draw you closer to God to receive the blessings in your finances that you need. Then teach other people how to do that. You see, I have found many times, whatever I lack, I learn about what I need to do. And if I haven't quite done it myself, then teach someone else to do it and help them achieve what they want. And then that blessing will come back to you. I tell people who are looking for a job, here's what you need to do. If you're looking for a job, then find someone else who's looking for a job and help them find a job. Because you'll tell them what they lack. You'll tell them what they need to do to be faithful, to be consistent, to to apply for that job, to apply and be well-organized and under control and be prepared for the interview and show them the things that they need to do to get the job, even if you lack a job. And by you instructing them on what they need to do, you're reminding yourself of what you need to do. It's, it works the same way in the area of finances. If you lack in your finances, then tell other people the things that you're not doing. Maybe tell them budget to get prepared for your finances, to be good decision makers, to be wise in your spending, to not just constantly go after your desires and your wants, but remember God provides for our needs and tell people to work on the area of seeking God's direction, his guidance for your wants and your needs and your desires and all that stuff. You see, if we can teach others what we need to do, then it'll start to happen in our life. And I hope that's not confusing. I don't think it is. I think it's the truth. I think it's something we need to learn and it's something that will bless us. And when we bless someone else in what they need, that blessing will come back on us and God will bless us in the area of our needs. I believe it. I'm going to teach it till the day Jesus comes and takes me home. But I can tell you right now that if you're lacking in financial blessings, it's only because of a lack of understanding that God's promises are that he wants to prosper us. He wants to bless us, that he has an inheritance for us. So just to kind of review this very quickly, remember that God is our source that he wants to provide for us, that he says he'll take care of our needs according to his riches, according to his wealth. It's how he's going to take care of them for us. He wants us to identify what our needs and our wants and our desires are and understand there's a difference between the three of them. And then always remember to put the word of God in your heart and in your mind, be faithful to the house of God, serve someone else, help someone else, and pour something that you lack into someone else, and you watch it come back into your life, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Now, this includes today's teaching. The next time that I'm going to be talking will be on a subject on prosperity. So let me just pray for you. I pray that God will bless you. Father, thank you for the opportunity I have to bring 
this teaching at this time to this audience. I pray that you would bless it, Lord, and help them receive it, Father, in the way that I intended and the way that you directed it, Father. I thank you for it now, and I'll be careful to give you the praise for the great results that are going to happen in their lives because everyone I believe, Father, who's listening to these teachings will receive them and see it come to pass in their life if they'll allow these scriptures and allow these passages to guide them and direct them in all the decisions that they need to make. And I thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're interested in hearing more about the teachings I have on prosperity, on generosity, you could go to my webpage, David C. Friend, author. If you go there, you'll see a list of books that I've written on the topics of faith and on the subjects of getting out of debt, finances, and generosity, and all those areas. In addition to that, I've written a couple books on my experiences in Vietnam. The purpose of those books was to help veterans in how to handle PTSD, which they can get late in life, and other areas related to their service in the military. And I know that Lord will bless them if they're interested in those. In addition to that, I have a book in there entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. It's a book on faith. It's a book on how to deal with the challenges of bad diagnosis in your health. For example, I was diagnosed five and a half years ago with incurable bone marrow cancer. The doctor looked at me and he said, you have about six months to go to live. And if this work, this medication doesn't work, if this doesn't happen to bless you and help you, then there's nothing else we'll be able to do. And you may not be around much longer. So when I heard that, he said, by the way, this is incurable what you have. When I heard that, I looked at him and I thought, hmm, that's an interesting statement. So I looked at him, I said, you know, so let me get this straight. You're trying to scare me now with heaven. And the book that I've written on how to receive everything from what we call nothing is basically there to help us understand that we can have faith to believe for things that have not happened in our life or for things that we want to see happen in our life, whether it become financial or whether it become a need for physical issues or whatever it might be. So I know I'm talking a little bit long on that, but I know those are topics that could be a blessing to you. So if you're interested at all in those materials, in addition to that, if you log on to my webpage, you'll be able to find a way to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And those newsletters currently are on the area of financial prosperity. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe to my podcasts on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. My next episode is entitled Prosperity is Guaranteed. Now, I'm stretching out a little bit there. I'm going to challenge you in some areas to understand that God places a guarantee on his blessings and you can receive prosperity in your life. And I know that God will richly bless you as you tune in to this next episode. Until next time, may God richly bless you.